Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Scary Christmas, Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. <laughs> Scary Christmas. Scary Christmas is that time of year. We're going to celebrate the ghoul tide, season's grievings. Season's grievings, y'all. Creep mess. All the different puns or, or wordplay we can come yes. up with. <laughs> Santa's dead. I don't know. Like... <laughs> No, Santa's not dead. It's just that uh, people have gotten really awful and don't deserve uh, good tidings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why we celebrate Krampus. That's right. That's right. The Krampus, Krampus, Krampus. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Joshua, you look great. Oh, do I? Thanks. I'm not feeling too great, but but I guess it's... But I hope that you look great. (laughs) It can't be helped. You know, I just... just, This is my face, Joe. You know, people have to deal with it. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, what do we got going on today, Joshua? You know, uh, we're not. We're gonna. We've got a, a sort of a little bit of a, a extra special episode because we went up and visited our our good friend Sam Weinman again, the uh, writer director of the Quiet Room. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then obviously you haven't listened to that episode. Yeah, uh, queer. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, queer. The time for the queer time. horror is now. Yeah. So go back and listen now, to that episode. Mama. If you need a uh, if you need a breather on who Sam Weinman is, uh, along with our good uh, friend Young David, yes, Young David is there, yes. and he's he's I, I guess elevated himself from intern to just you know like he he's like our Andy Richter now. He just sits there and yeah, he just yeah, sits he's there our Ed McMahon. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Uh, he does have a last name, but I've never asked him permission to say it on air. So uh, yes, so I, I David, we just call him Young David. <laughs> Uh, but we we had a great conversation about uh, the 1974 uh, classic horror film Black Christmas, uh, along with uh, a plethora of other holiday horror. Uh, so that's what this episode's all about. But I just wanted to, instead of doing like our usual news, I just wanted to take a moment to uh, say how much we appreciate all of you out there that have been listening to us this past year and last, of course. Uh, we're very lucky to keep doing this, and it's a lot of fun, and... Uh, Joe, you're wonderful to work with. It's always a good time. This is just the, this is the uh, sappy, 
uh, end of the year, end of the end of the uh, semester before we break for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> um, Joshua, you uh, constantly keep me in a state of unease, <laughs> and um, I love it. I uh, thinking about where I am now, and um, it's so fascinating. I've um, in the time when I've met new people, and and I tell them what kind of what we do here, and I talked about like how I starting to really like horror films. It either creates an instant divide or immediately connects us. Um, <laughs> that is wonderful. That it, is the Christmas spirit, exactly, and that's the Christmas spirit. <laughs> that is what horror can bring you together or can rent you asunder. So that is what that is what it's all about. But thank you, Joshua. I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else. It's um, a, it's it's a fun time. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> It's a very fun time, and you you allow me to be as queer as I want, so I appreciate that most of all. That's right. Which this uh, today's conversation, uh, the 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 meat of this uh, episode is 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 plenty queer for it everybody. Is plenty queer. You got four gay men <laughs> talking about everything, right? Um, I did want to say that you know we we've got a couple episodes that'll be coming out uh, over the next couple weeks, but we are we're taking a little production break because we're trying to um, we have a great list of uh, of guest lecturers we're calling them that are going to come in that are actual women, women, right? Yeah. Cisgendered women. <laughs> This is true. Cisgendered women uh, that um, sent us some great uh, uh, conversation uh, films, uh, horror films that we're going to get them on here. So we're uh, trying to organize the schedules and all. Um, so we've got a couple more episodes that we recorded. Um, what are they again? Jennifer's Body and Carrie. And Carrie, So they're yes. going to be coming out sort of real quick uh, after uh, after this episode. And then we'll be off for a little while while we record um it's, you know, adults and their schedules. <laughs> I know, you know, quite, you know, to be quite honest with you, dear listener, jo- you know, Joshua and I, we're in demand. We're, <laughs> we're, we're men about town. We're making moves. We are, we're in demand. And, um, you know, we, and these, all these people are too. And all these people are we run too. in a very creative, uh, exactly. Group. <laughs> the circles we run in folks are amazing. And the people and the women and the men that are in our circles, they're amazing as well and it's very it's like catching lightning when you get everybody together i mean for goodness sake like we had to we had to travel to the city of angels for goodness sake right that's true but it was it was really a lot of fun uh, having the conversation i hope that you enjoy listening to it um other than that yeah i just wanted to say you know Scary Christmas to everybody. Uh, I am throwing my scary Christmas party. So the people who listen to this who actually know us personally, uh, it will happen Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. uh, the 25th. I believe is when that is. <laughs> yes, it is. A, it's the 25th. <laughs> um, and if you want to follow along at home and play Scary Christmas, the home edition, uh, I will tell you. I because wanna... you're not invited. Right. We don't fucking know you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. If I don't know you, it would be odd if you showed up. But hey, whatever. If you enjoy Christmas uh, horror, yeah. you could certainly join the party. Join the pajama party. You better I... bring something. Yes. And, and bring some liquor. Uh, <laughs> or chocolate. I will take chocolate. Uh, but anyway, so yes, if you want to play Joshua's ghoul tide home edition yes <laughs> these are the uh these are going to be the films that i'm showing this year uh for the early birds i always watch batman returns it's not really a horror film but it's like set at christmas and always makes me really happy and i like to cook and prepare everything to that so i watch that first thing in the morning then we're gonna have a christmas horror story from 2015 gremlins from 1984 the nightmare before christmas 1993 krampus 
from 2015. Our brand new film that's added this year. It's out this, it's new, 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 new. So it gets, it, it's taken the spot of, um, Oh, I can't remember because I meant to write it down, but I can't remember what I'm replacing it with. Anyways, so uh, it's 2017's Better Watch Out. I'm really excited about that movie. That's going to be the one. It's going to be no talking. Mm-hmm. Everybody stop. Shh. That is, a, that is that actually movie. a Sam Wyman selection we yeah, talked about. I don't know. True. I don't remember if it was on or off mic, but we I, did talk about that. We definitely talked about it either on this, either on this later conversation or on his episode. Um, so definitely going to watch that. Uh, that was Krampus last year. It was like the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, 1974's Black Christmas, which we are talking about this episode. And then between the films, I always kind of show stuff that's, uh, you know, because not all the films fit exactly two hours, so I need little fillers. So we've got Tales from the Crypt episodes, uh, or episode, and All Through the House, Twilight Zone, The Night of the Meek, Elvira's Scary Christmas, which is like a three-minute claymation film that's lovely and wonderful. Yes. Uh, Christmas with the Addams Family from the 1960s series. American Horror Story Unholy Night from season two, uh, Asylum. With uh, Ian McShane, right? That's right. Or is it Ian McShane? Yes. yes. He um, plays the evil... plays the Santa Claus. Yes, the it's Santa wonderful. Claus. And then, of course, The X-Files, How the Ghost Stole Christmas. And if you're here late enough, late enough, if you're one of the people that stay through Black Christmas and don't leave... You will get to end your evening with the Anna Nicole Smith show Christmas special, no. <laughs> um, which I usually watch every uh, year um, just to just to cap off the the evening as a fond farewell. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you um, want the it's Anna a, it's a tradition. It's something I've done for years. I always got to play that. Um, I think we stopped it last year. It was playing, and then. Um, I, it bummed somebody out, so we stopped <laughs> playing it. But it I am going to try to get through it again this year because it was too real. Uh, yeah, and it's just great because cousin Shelley is wasted singing um, Christmas carols, and like Anna Nicole Smith makes out with Margaret Cho, and um, you know, R.I.P. Anna Nicole Smith, by mm-hmm. the way. But um, it's a fairly entertaining way to end the scary Christmas on that sort of. Gosh, I might have to ditch my family. <laughs> Anyway, so that's if you want to um, have a scary Christmas yourself, invite all your friends over, uh, drink lots of spiked to- chocolate, um, you know, do all do 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 it do it that way. Just hang out, just lay around and watch scary movies all day. <laughs> right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we will. My family will be doing none of that. Um, you, as you'll hear a little bit later, what, what my Christmas plans are. Um, right. They're they are their own brand of horrifying <laughs> to me, at least. Yes, to, you, to <laughs> Joshua and to Sam, at least. But you know, folks, we, uh, you know, on um, again, you know, I was going to say on behalf of me and Joshua, but Joshua's right here, so he can speak for <laughs> him fucking self. Um, <laughs> you know, we we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for going on this journey with us. 2018 is going to be a great year. We're going to have so much horror for you. Oh, yes. We are making moves. We are. We're men about town. We're doing it. You know. Uh, so in all sincerity, have a very happy holiday season with the people you love. Uh, this year, if nothing else, has proved that we need to um, clutch them uh, a little closer. And, yes. Uh, but don't know. strangle them. Right. Yes. Don't. Well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> truly, though, uh, have a very scary Christmas from us here at Fright School. All right. And stay tuned. We'll be back with Sam Weinman and the lovely David. <laughs> I just want to apologize. I'm sorry to everyone. 
I was very naive and very stupid, and I shouldn't have put other people in danger. I am so sorry for everything that has happened, because in spite of what Joshua says, it's now all my fault. I insisted our listeners subscribe to Fright School on Apple Podcasts. I insisted they leave us reviews. I insisted that they give us a five-star rating. And it's all because of me that we're here now and we're being hunted. I love you, Mom and Dad. I am so sorry. I only wanted to make good content for our listeners. I'm so scared. I'm going to die out here. Joshua, is that you? Welcome back to Fright School. We are joined by the wonderful Sam Weinman, who was with us before talking about his excellent short, The Quiet Room. Hello, friends. Hello. And we also have the lovely David, young David. The lovely now, the lovely young David. <laughs> as, as opposed Hello. to before when he was not lovely. Uh, no. <laughs> I was never lovely. The finally lovely. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's the holiday season. I'm feeling charitable. Feeling <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that Adams cartoon I posted. I, I, Way it's dreadful. To alienate <laughs> our guests. <laughs> Anyways, how are you doing? Is the good. point? We haven't had you on in a while. Hello. Good. 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 How are you guys? <laughs> doing well. And as always, there's Joe. Hi, everybody. It's about to get real. We got we got four queers around a table. We're about to talk some more. Yeah. Yes. No idea what's going to happen. Yes. So today we are discussing the 1974 classic <laughs> Black Christmas, uh, directed by Bob Clark. Uh, it is Mr. Weinman's favorite, my oh, favorite film of all time. Favorite film <laughs> of all time. So, yep, sorority sisters getting stalked by a serial killer. You know, our favorite uh, setup. <laughs> we, we just love it. <laughs> but it's got the awesome Olivia Hussey, Margot Kidder. Uh, what's her face? Andrea Martin, who I had forgotten was in it. I was like, oh, that's right. Because she's pops up in the sequel, which will or the uh, remake, which we'll talk yeah. about a little later. But anyway, so I was surprised to find the Andrea Martin in this. Yeah. And uh, that the? was my well, I mean, you know, that's my entry into it because I again, you know, I've never seen it. Not right. I don't usually equate uh, horror with Christmas, but I guess now I will after this, after all of this. Right. So you're like, like, oh, <laughs> sounds like oh, the nerve. <laughs> what did you you just went? Hey, she's in Hedwig. <laughs> Is that how you no, know? No, no, I no. Know. How do you know her? Uh, Andrea Martin. Well, uh, she's the star of stage and screen. She's oh. like, you know, she's she was um, uh, she was uh, <laughs> Pippin's. Uh, sorry, Pippin's um, grandmother. Pippin, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's where I fuck, know her fuck from, you, Joshua. <laughs> fuck you. That's it. That's it. It's all I gotta right. Keep this grounded. This is not a. <laughs> I gotta keep this grounded. <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, so yes, we were talking about mixing it up, mixing it up uh, the horror with the cheery time of year that is the holiday season. And well, some, at least maybe in the seventies when people still maybe cared about each other. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was again one of those things that comes out and everybody's like pissed off, you know, all upset, mixing serial I, killers at Jesus's birthday. I'm I'm going to give a little like uh, behind the scenes background. So we we had it. We had initially thought that maybe we would have done this episode sooner um, when, because we had Sam come and do the, his interview a while back. And um, we thought, so we watched it like, I watched it with Joshua and I watched a little, I watched it again on my own. And so, yeah, so I watched it twice just for you. <gasps> Uh, the only and, movie yeah. you've watched twice. <laughs> the well, besides yeah, The Silence watched, of the Lambs. Besides The Silence of the Lambs, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we decided, well, you know what? This is actually such a good thing to just do for, you know, Scary Christmas that we'll just save it and we'll just do it again and there'll be another excuse to have Sam and young David on. So there you go. There's your, there's your behind the scenes pop-up video blurb about, about this little episode. Excellent. So there all right. All so uh, let's just jump into the movie. Uh, why is it your favorite? This movie <laughs> is a badass feminist slasher. I, I think that the women in it are so well-written. I want to know all of them. I want to hang out with Margot Kidder. I, yes. It's just, it's so brilliantly directed. The camera movement is so ahead of its time. And I think without knowing it, um, it influenced an entire decade of slashers that uh, follows. Absolutely. Even if, even if it wasn't um, a direct reference, just by establishing uh, those, those tropes in this film, it went on to live in film after film after film. Um, even people who hadn't seen it just because they'd seen it replicated again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's rumor that um, uh, Clark or, or somebody involved in production uh, inspired Halloween trying to figure out what a sequel to this would look like. Bob Clark claims, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that he was contacted um, by John Carpenter. And John Carpenter asked if he would do a sequel to Black Christmas. And Bob Clark said, no, it's it's done. But then John Carpenter said, well, if you had done a sequel, what would it have been? And he said, well, you know, he would have gotten locked up, put him in a psych ward, and then he would have escaped and tormented the sorority house again on Christmas or that, or sorry, on again that fall. So Halloween, unless Bob Clark's a liar, that's a pretty yeah. strong connection, but he's dead. So can't ask him, <laughs> can't ask him, but it, it endures. I mean, that's a rumor that is definitely, uh, stuck around. Um, anyways, <laughs> But I definitely felt that way too when you're talking about like this this film being referenced like thoroughly in culture, you know. Afterwards, like I felt, I as watching it, I'm just like, oh wow, like it, this feels. This is what I imagine like every single slasher film like should be when we're going through like the the first season of Fright School and even up till now. I just I have that kind of picture of like that's what it is. I mean, it's it's referenced even in. Um, because I, I just watched it and it's fresh in my mind, but the one of the Halloween episodes of Boy Meets World, like what? yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, and the, Mama Roo, yes, the calls coming from inside the house, calls coming from inside the house, <laughs> like it's you know it. it 
I really enjoyed like, oh, like this is one of those moments where we are, we can see where the references come from and we can see where it all kind of began. So that was a really cool thing to like watch it and, and completely, completely uh, be completely engaged in it because sometimes with these older films, I just like, I, I start to check out a little bit, but you know, the drama of going through the telephone exchange was just so, I was like, ah, oh, this, how could we do this? And uh, having not also seen, uh, also not seen the remake, I just don't know how they like recreated that whole drama of, you know. So I actually, you know, I've taught a uh, slasher film class. Yes. I've done a lecture on this particular, uh-huh. uh, I do back to back the telephone scene from the original and the mm-hmm. telephone scene from the remake because it's an example of how not to make a movie. Oh, okay. Um, it's so <laughs> terrible and, and lifeless and there's no suspense. But what's so brilliant about that moment in the original is just going from face to face to face in that mm-hmm. close up and seeing the pain and the shock, the embarrassment, all the feelings that go through a person mm-hmm. being, you know, sexually harassed, which yeah. is, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. When I think the other thing though, that gets lost well, it's a translation issue. Cause I mean, you're talking about something in the seventies where like obscene phone calls would have certainly been far more, um, uh, what do you want to say? Or at least like culturally. Rare. I mean, yeah. yeah, culturally, but by the time, you know, Black Christmas, the remake comes out in 2006, Scream is already out. You True. know, I mean, the kind of this, I'm calling you from inside. I mean, that wasn't as probably scary. So they kind of rushed through it. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, they, it's less about that, um, in the, in the remake. Um, that's my take on, cool. <laughs> on that. <laughs> David thoughts. Uh, I'm bad at this. Uh, yeah, so the... Sorry, it's, it's all right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty taboo in the 70s to do, to like say half the stuff that the the killer says on the phone in 1974, especially during holiday times. Yeah. And so it's pretty, um, it's bizarre to watch it in when your mind is set on like, oh, we're watching it now. But like back then... That was that was a no no. So everybody, it was pro- it messed up my parents up because they saw it in theaters. Um, <laughs> it came Lucky out around man. the holidays. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it came, was December twenty. Yeah, it was released October eleventh, nineteen seventy four, oh. in Canada, and then yeah, December twentieth, nineteen seventy four, in oh the God. U.S. That's my older sister's birthday. <laughs> so, but don't forget that. A year before, they had released The Exorcist uh, the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we were already shocked by that. And then you come with this movie, release it the next Christmas. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just the idea of like horror films at Christmas or Christmas time, like in general. It's just it's just so transgressive. Like there's just so something. There's something about like the the opposites attracting and it all kind of coming in. Cause you know, we have the peace on earth, goodwill towards men. I mean, the whole, that whole scene where, um, the carolers are there and then like, you know, cutting back and forth to the Sam's just, Sam's just living living it. He's living it. (laughs) That's it's, that is one of the coolest like scenes. It was a really cool. So great. The juxtaposition. I think, what are they singing? Are they singing silent night? Is that what they're singing? I remember what they're singing. Oh, come. Oh, Uh, Sam more. Give us more. Well, I just feel like it's terrifying. And, and so what I would like to know is because you're new, I'm very new. And I want to know how you felt watching it. And that's because when I first saw it, I got this movie as a joke. Like I do movie nights on Friday where we watch bad movies. Right. So we were watching 
holiday horror. And I'm like, Black Christmas, this looks shitty. I'm going to get it. And um, and we put it in and we're like, you know, crap, cracking a couple jokes at the beginning. And then all of a sudden the movie really like we get the phone call scene and everybody's quiet. And then at the end, you know, and it's and at first it's funny and you're laughing along with it. And then he just drops. I'm going to kill you. And I mean, you could hear a pin drop, you know, because for us, there weren't any jump scares. It's not musically motivated scares, but it's like every hair on my arm was standing up. And it's like something about that being so terrifying um, and yet 40 years old. um, It caught me off guard because there's not a lot that scares me. When was the first time that you saw it real quick? I saw it about 10 years ago. 10 years ago. When was the I saw the year the remake came out. So that was 2006. So 11 years ago. So funny you should mention that. So, you know, watching it and kind of thinking like, okay, this is going to be kind of like, uh, this is going to be like a campy romp. I mean, it's a, it's a Christmas themed horror film. Like it, I'm expecting something along the lines of like, you know, leprechaun sequels or, you know, something, something (laughs) like that. Absolutely. But, you know, to I, it didn't hit me in quite that same way, but I was also like, I had to turn the volume up a little bit because, you know, it's on a phone and I'm just like, okay, I'm trying to really listen to what it is, um, what it is the, the stalker, the killer is saying. And yeah, I, I liked it and enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would um, as, as just horror in general. Um, but it does have... Um, it does have like those unique things about like this uh, this idea of like a Christmas of, of Christmas too because and you know I it kind of helps that you have like this like single woman who is pregnant and thinking about maybe getting an abortion <laughs> just and I'm like oh like that's let's you know let, not to get too biblical on your ass but you know that's kind of what's <laughs> go, going on at the yeah. same time yeah. because you know you have a young woman who is with child and doesn't you know doesn't know what quite what to do and there's all these forces coming in and other men are trying to make decisions about her body exactly yeah. sounds familiar yeah now and this came out the year after the Roe v. Wade um, decision, which is really powerful. So mm-hmm. for that to be, you know, this major conversation, then you put a movie out at Christmas that's already subverting, you know, the the typical like American mm-hmm. um, idea of what that time of year. And then you have Olivia Hussey, who had just played Juliet, you know, in that very famous Romeo and Juliet by... Gosh, I always forget his last name. F something. F something Italian. Oh. <laughs> uh, Federico <laughs> you know? Fellini. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to have an abortion. I'm not going to keep this child. So it's just, yeah, very, very transgressive. And I think one of the reasons it's kind of touted is that, um, it's always on lists for feminist horror films. You know, always when that comes up, like Black Christmas is always on there for that. And then Margot Kiddo's, Kidder's character is fucking badass and unapologetic. She's just a great, great character. And that nobody listens to them. Every they go to men for help repeatedly in this movie, and either they're you know it's like oh well you know women go away sometimes and you know and, and just they're they're kind of um, everything that they say is is not taken seriously or it's questioned. And then the men that do show up, like those guys at the door, are completely incapable of helping. <laughs> the ones that do help, the guy in the car is dead. I mean, it's it's incredible that it's not just this. If, to me, this movie stands out from the pack because it's not just about um, police officers being incapable. Mm. It's actually about men who just don't listen to what these women who are speaking up or have to say or what yeah. they want because those are the themes that happen repeatedly throughout the film. 
Right. And it's not where it's like one lone woman, like in other movies where mm-hmm. there's like one like girl who's like, oh, something really terrible is happening. Everyone's like, no, no, no. I mean, you have a whole group of women that are like, eh, something's weird. <laughs> like yes. Our friend wouldn't just vanish. You know, our, these people wouldn't just disappear. Like they would tell us something, you know, you jerks. <laughs> Which again is, is also oddly like prescient at the, for the time, you know, where trying to, Fill the line with like men who want to help, but also women who need to be, need need to be believed. Yeah. Um, mm. The the is it the lieutenant or the sheriff? He's from another slasher, right? Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street. Nightmare on yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the sheriff in Nightmare on Elm Street, and he plays Nancy's father, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes. See, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. starting to... I don't know his name, yeah, but see, I'm starting to learn things. Oh. I remember when he came on the screen, you were like, hey, there he is. I know that guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah, I'm looking for it. It's John something. Because he's also in the four? John Saxon. Yes. Nightmare. Uh-huh. John Saxon. Yeah, yeah, he's in the he's uh, in the third and he's also in West Craven's new nightmare. Yeah, so the it. seventh. Yeah. 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 Playing himself and then mm-hmm. his character and you know how it gets all <laughs> meta. <laughs> I haven't shown you that one, Joe. No, we'll but that's to... the one you said where it's like Heather Langenkamp mm-hmm. plays Heather Langenkamp by getting attacked by Freddie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For she and her career. husband. Yes. She and her husband actually run like an FX company for real. And oh, okay. So, like, it, that plays a part, and then Freddie, like, becomes... Anyways, you'll watch it. It'll be lovely. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Sam, tell us, tell us a little bit more. So, when, you're, when, you're, when you did the class, you know, back at Cal, and you're talking about, like, this film and, like, slashers, like, what, what was some... I, I, I asked this question also last, last time. What were, what were some of the, like, the more surprising responses that the, the folks in the class were taught, like, were, had to the film, specifically? Oh, yeah. Did people see it for the first time? Yeah. yeah I, I think that mostly everybody in the class was seeing it for the first time. And I think that it's one of those things where um, people just enjoyed it. It wasn't... Uh, I didn't have anything that was surprising other than that, that they were surprised they liked it. I think it's... In a lot of ways, film has changed so much. And I, particularly horror film, mm-hmm. um, that I think that a lot of people that... Uh, I think a general audience might not be pleased with most of what comes out of that. That mid-70s era, there's a lot of weird stuff. Um, I'm into it, but it's not for everybody. Where Black Christmas surprisingly ages well. Yeah, it you know, does. it's something that I think that I mean, I, I even see it year after year at the New Bev when they screen it. Um, you know, at Christmas time, and it's like there's always an, an audience reaction. The, the The jokes are still relevant, and I think that's the other thing that people are surprised by is that the humor still plays. Mm. You know, even when it's about you know. F.E., it's a new exchange, fellatio. Well, like, I had to Google what that even meant, an exchange. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but the joke plays because the humor's there and the delivery. I mean, um, Bob Clark was talking about, um, in an interview about this movie, he said, you know, if you have a... If you have a a great script and six actors who are mediocre, you've got a mediocre film. But if you have a mediocre film with six great actors, you've got a great film. And I think that this film is... It's propelled by its casting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of those things combined um, allow Black Christmas to not only withhold the, the test of time... But um, continue to reach a new and younger audience, which you don't see with a lot of older films. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I also read that Mrs. Mack was originally supposed to be Betty Davis. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that? I Okay. Like, I do would you think live it for Betty Davis in this movie, but I love Mrs. Mack. So, yeah. I, you know, it's... It, it, I would have loved in in the like um, alternate universe where that actually happened. You know, I it, I'm sure it's amazing, but this is you know I I have a soft spot for her. Yeah, no, I mean it's I was just curious what people would think because I don't know I don't know what Betty Davis would have brought to that 
role. I'm curious. Curious if it would have been like amazing or if it would have been like, or would would she have like slept through it? You know, who knows? I mean, think about it. At that time, probably like she would have, she would have slept through it. Because there is some energy in like, oh, Claude, what, look what you made me do. You know, I mean, it's like these moments that are not even funny lines are hilarious. It's just like this woman talking to her cat in her spilled open purse. And I am hanging on the edge of my, it's just like, give me more, (laughs) you know? So I don't know. Yeah, just curious. <laughs> Joe, you would have loved that, I'm sure. I, well, you know, I I I am I a like diva. you. I'm a diva diva queen, so <laughs> I do like a diva. I think it's also interesting that this film has taken a while to find its audience. Mm. I mean, yes, it, when it came out, um, I don't think there were really very many successful Canadian horror films. So this mm-hmm. was kind of their big. You know, like this happened, it's great. But, um, and you know, it, and it was done on a low budget. It obviously made that, I think it made that back double maybe because it was 600,000. How much did it? it well, it, was, it made 4 million oh, okay. from 620. Yeah. So it, it did well, you know, but I don't think that really, um, I think that it's over time that it's really accumulated the reputation that it has. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, absolutely. And one, I think that there's always, well, not always, but there has been for a long time, like a built-in audience for most horror. Like, you know, if something comes out, we'll go. So the general, like, horror film can probably make a lot of money without, you know, very good. I mean, how did Jigsaw do? Uh, Because I I feel like I didn't see any of the reviews. It it cost $10 I think it made... 20 in its first weekend. No, but I think I, it made a lot of money, but yeah, I mean, but what I'm were not the sure. reviews? Do you know? Oh, uh, it was middle of the road. <laughs> but, but that's what I I'm loved saying. It. I he hated did, it. He hated yeah, it. but I'm just saying that, <laughs> yeah. people, that that can happen where something gets complete. I mean, we, I was just talking to Jeff about this last night. We were talking about um, the Medea movie, the Boo 2 Halloween, mm. which audiences were all like, it's awesome, and it made tons and tons of money, but all the reviews were like, it's stupid, it sucks, F, you know? So it's like, eh, the horror kind of mm. lives in its own realm when it comes to <laughs> so to geek out about opening weekend stuff so i have a poster recreation on my wall of black christmas around the corner so you can't quite see it but it says silent night evil night Definitely because that was the original it. title yeah. and then they sent out bows like the bow on it says silent night evil night and then they sent out bows that you could cover it that say black christmas so the theater could choose whether or not they were going to call it black christmas or silent night evil night and they had an alternate intro so Ooh. Black Christmas won out, obviously the better title, but yeah. still, you know, yeah, kind of cool. I, I thought they flipped it like pretty quickly. Like it yeah. went out for like w- one showing or something or one like weekend and then it was turned back to Black Christmas. Okay. That's what I read, but Listen, I don't know. we read things. <laughs> but, uh, but this is your but look, favorite movie, so you got to correct this. Joshua, stop trying like, to come for Sam on his no, no, favorite no, 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 no. movie. I'm not coming. For, I'm just trying to figure look, out what I know the, the, is the, I have the I have my bowless poster on the wall. Which I'm is, happy. But, I, you know, I'm the, I was born in 1985, so who knows, you know? Yeah, no, I was just curious because... Um, you, you would know. Um, that's yeah. why I'm putting it out there. But this said, <laughs> the Blu-ray has like the alternate beginning that says Silent Night, Evil Night. I think it's really cool. Although the Black Christmas font is so much cooler. Oh, in this in this particular one that you mm-hmm. have? Cause yeah, they just re-released like a 40th anniversary last year. And it has some badass special features. Yeah, I'm looking at this. This is awesome. Um, I want to pick this up. from Oh, from Scream Factory, yeah. of course. Definitely <laughs> worth Factory. it. Very cool. Yeah, can we just say really quickly, because I meant to say it at the beginning, like... 
all the stuff in here is awesome. Like, oh, thank <laughs> you. You know, your house is filled with all kinds. Which, of, we, which, we have moved. We're on. We're on. Yeah, what do you so call this? This is fright we're school on location. On location. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fright school on location. So we're taking advantage of the fact that podcasting is a uh, mobile, mobile could be a mobile medium, and we have made the we have made the the trek all the way up to Los Angeles to <laughs> be here at the lovely home of of Sam and well um, Joshua is just living for this movie collection oh, and these so posters. Cool and just everything. Because yeah. I get one room. Like, cause your house, is it's very nice because it looks like people live here. Yeah. And people that have been to my house know that, that that's, like, <laughs> against the rules. <laughs> so it has to always look like it's ready to be sold, keep everything clean, and nobody lives here. Uh, so my one room where we record is, like, you know, where all my stuff is. <laughs> I like to spread out my horror stuff. Everywhere. Yeah, no, hey, believe me, I would too. Yeah, I would have it all over the house because, I mean, I have so much stuff in the garage that's not even anywhere because I've got no room for it. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, we have to let Jeffrey have some of the house. (laughs) It's it's funny that she said that because, like, I... I, every time I've been to your house, which has been many times, now I just now I'm going to think about that. I'm like, oh, you're you're like it's ready to be sold at any point and get right. at, any, at any given time. <laughs> That's the thing. Got to keep it. You know, nobody lives there. You know, there's like some <laughs> meme video of that kind of thing. It's like, uh, get rid of the couches. Nobody can know we sit. Like that's totally Jeff's aesthetic anyways. Uh, but I just wanted to say, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. What is up with that creepy Santa? Okay. See, that's the yeah. kind of stuff that creeps me out. Like so, I'm so uncomfortable by that. Right. He's but it's a awesome. Scary fucking mask. <laughs> he's adorable. So I love it. Um, I, it's uh, I think it was from the 1950s. It's an antique Santa mask. Um, and the thing is, it's from that era when like all masks were scary. <laughs> and I, cause I right. can't imagine it's not a Halloween costume. Like this is a legit mask that somebody's like, Hey, dad's going to dress as Santa, put this fucking mask on, show up and say hi to the kids. I can't imagine <laughs> can, if that guy walked in my door, I would lose it. So of course I bought it and made a movie about it. Santa land. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, so that's, yeah, that's okay. the mask yeah. from Santa land. Very cool. Yeah. I, I have a little bit, little pieces of my films around here. Cause then there there's Hattie with her Santa hat on. Yeah. Um, but that's from, that's actually from the film. Oh, that's yeah, so beautiful. That's, uh, we use the, that's where we, what they made the face moldings from for the, for the prosthetics. And then also there's a moment where we use a puppet. So very cool. And then right below that is Barbie birthday party on VHS. <laughs> so we should talk about that. So <laughs> we <laughs> definitely do. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, Barbie birthday party 94. Um, it's actually uh, a movie night tradition. So anytime somebody has a birthday, I bring everybody over and we watch it. It's a, uh, it's a film that was available for one penny in 1994. If you bought any Barbie doll at Toys R Us and it, uh, is the story of Lisa and Stephanie and they go through Epcot center, um, explaining other people's cultures. So if you want to see something <laughs> so horrendously offensive, um, with a lot of scrunchies and neon, and it all leads up to Barbie's musical, um, then you will watch the movie that other than black Christmas, I've probably seen more than anything. So, uh, highly recommend. So my birthday's on a Saturday this year, so I'm spending it up here and we're going yes! to birthday party. Watch okay. That. that sounds amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to clockwork orange you to watch this, Joshua. It'll That's, be great. Yeah. It'll probably be the most horrific thing you see in your entire life. This musical star Maybe. is Miss Oregon, uh, runner up number three. So, or like the third runner up. So from 94. So, I mean, it's got some star power. Right. Wow, that that's <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Well, you know that I um, I am very unnerved by the um, as we discussed last year at Scary Christmas for our, for this episode, uh, the uh, claymation 
Rudolph that's the Red right. Nose Reindeer stuff. That's what freaks you so out. I don't know if that would be as freaky, but it might be. I just feel like it sounds like it could be really racist. So there is a, <laughs> a special section. That's no phobic. There's a fashion update by a claymation oh, yeah. Barbie doll. That's uh-huh. terrifying. It's awesome. yeah. <laughs> Joshua's it, gonna hate that. Right? Yeah. I I don't know what it is. There's something. <laughs> when those come around that, I, Thank you for reminding me Because I was very shocked Because the claymation Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers yeah. Are my favorite mm. And the fact that That terrifies you more Than you know it's not Inside even, yeah. I'm going to bring inside <laughs> up oh, As much as I can right. that, that <laughs> inside, I think you brought up Last time I it's gonna, Yeah exactly yeah. The More than inside really More than La Femme Noire Bringing like Cutting out a baby From this poor woman <laughs> On Christmas Eve Yeah Claymation <laughs> See it's relevant It's you know Speaking of claymation Have you seen Santa Slay? No, I have oh. not. When did that come out? So, uh, 2000, I want to say 2004, but um, I'm not sure. Is that too late? Is it like I 2000? Think it might be too Opening early. scene, no. Opening scene, Santa comes down the chimney and kills Fran Drescher and Chris Kattan. And it lets you know that this is the kind of Maybe movie you're going to watch. What? Yeah. I would totally so, watch that. Highly recommend. It's like a comedy, but there is a scene in it that is claymation driven, but, um, but it's incredible. 2005. I was what? close. Wow. Yeah, was you close. were. <laughs> The very idea that that a guy like Chris Kattan could pull someone like Fran Drescher is horrifying. No, no, no. He and Fran, Dres- Fran Drescher are both killed. Uh, I wish no, they were but like in, Oh, right. Yeah, because right. they're together. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's amazing. It's not claymation because I no. love The Nightmare Before Christmas. I love oh, claymation okay. stuff. It's just but it's like those Gumby. particular. Those ones. Gumby's fine, too. Okay. But there's just something really creepy about those. I don't know. It's like the way they move and like mm-hmm. the way the little, I don't know. They, they like makes. The reindeers like, on making, like just, making love to each other. Weird. That Can't sound when he puts it. the black face on his nose. It's, just <laughs> weird. it's like a. Yeah. The no whole son thing. of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Donner, right? Yeah, that's suddenly. a movie about being gay. People say Frozen, but that's the original Christmas queer movie. <laughs> I have always thought Thank you so much I've always thought That Frozen is about Like About about, Hugely about Queerness And you should If anyone's seen Coco Right before Coco Is the you know Much reviled uh, Olaf's Frozen Christmas Or whatever Which is basically Like you know This idea of Chosen family At the holidays And it further Expands on that But yes I can't wait. Except they're taking it off the film on December eighth, so we got to get in there now. Gotta get yeah, there. yeah. There's so much like backlash too. Everybody like hates it. I don't. Oh, know. I love it. Is it movie, just because so. it's really long? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because okay. uh, well, if it was like and five also or six it's a cash grab. You know, uh, yeah. so it's like, yeah. instead yeah. of having like that beloved tiny short in the beginning, it's like, here's a preview oh, of what yeah. you're going to get next year. And, uh, and Olaf's not even Pixar, like Frozen wasn't Pixar. So it's weird that it's before a Pixar movie. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's further muddying the waters. And plus, you know, it's you have like you have like Frozen on Broadway coming very soon. So that's like, it's in the it's in the ether already. So it just makes wow. it's exactly that. Just a blatant cash grab. More things to horrify the year. Uh, but so, Black Christmas. Yes, to get back to Black Christmas. Um, I read, Olivia Hussey said that uh, Steve Martin told her that this was his favorite movie she was in. He had seen it 27 times, at the time at least. So who knows Living. how many times he's seen it since then. Oh my God. So you and Steve Martin. You're and like, apparently you're like, like Elvis Presley loved this movie. Oh, And the, the Presleys amazing. watched it every year. And supposedly, according to um, Olivia Hussey, they still watch it every year. <laughs> That's kind of so, awesome. I like but I don't that. know. If they're listeners of yours, they can confirm on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, sure there. Info at socialtrivia.com. Or uh, no, sorry. That's the other info song that I, I need to cut that out. 
I'm definitely showing it every year anyways, because okay. it's, I, I really like it. I, I mean, and I think that, you know, to kind of go back to what we were talking about before, I don't know what happened with like the holidays with people who love the holidays as they Yes. Like, I love the holidays. So, <laughs> but there's like a long, you know, I mean, I think of like a Christmas. Ca- well, I mean, I'm sure everybody. Well, no, 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 I love, no, I mean, no, what I mean, is, I love this like, is, this is a perfect example. Yeah. Christmas horror brings people yes, together because exactly. you hate the holidays and you love the, <laughs> I holidays, love the holidays. And here we are. You know, together but, but in one like, place. Isn't and that then the, you love the holidays. I do. But you love, you love like both aspects of Christmas. You love this like horrifying like Christmas. But all, uh, do you? I love, I love bad Christmas. I love good Christmas. I love sad Christmas. That's like my favorite genre of Christmas music is just like the saddest Christmas songs. Like music you can cut like yourself Like Streets to. With No Name and, and uh, River. Like River is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Christmas oh, really that's sucks. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. I mean, song just, anyways. But yeah. yeah. But I think that what it comes down to is like authenticity mm-hmm. and just honesty. And there's something really sad about being able to bookmark your life on one day of the year. We can always track ourselves with what happened Christmas last year or four That's years true. ago, whatever. But it, you know, I can't remember what I was doing April 19th last year or whatever, you know, but mm-hmm. Christmas somehow it just comes back to you. And so there's this nostalgia and there's this, as an adult, there's all of that expectation of what it should be. And so that's where horror comes in and just kind of like wiggles in there because I think that Christmas is already inherently a sad time for adults, even though it is a time of togetherness. And so, uh, it's this feeling of safety and building kind of bringing people together. So to violate that safety makes it all the more terrifying. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's, what's really cool about like movies like this or any, any taking anything like, you know, Easter or, you know, any, any holiday where it's supposed to be, people are like together and it's all family and that you just throw in this extremely dark, you know, event. It's just really, um, I agree. I think a perfect like mixture for that. But I mean, it has like, you know, we talked a little bit last year too about like a Christmas carol, you know, I mean, that's a ghost story and it's, you know, it's a very famous piece of horror at Christmas, you know, especially for people then in 18, what's it? 43 or something. I had a note somewhere about that. You know, they, people were really unnerved by that to think like, you're going to tell a ghost story at Christmas. Like this is horrible, Mm. (laughs) you know? So I don't know. Long tradition. About black Christmas. I, I do think that it, actually captures that Christmas feeling. It has that Christmas magic, you know, so to speak. It has that togetherness, those warm lights, like mm-hmm. all of that. Oh, yeah. Even when it's terrifying, even when it's chilling, I think it has that, it has both that feeling of isolation and kind of broken expectations, but it also has that feeling of like, this is what it's really about. And so the fact that Bob Clark directed this film that captures both um, is, is really impressive. And, and he also directed, as you guys know, A Christmas Story, or those of you who don't know, he directed A Christmas Story. So he's made two great Christmas films that couldn't be more different. Right. Um, but I think it takes an understanding of not Christmas necessarily, but just the depth of human emotion at a time like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he really, he really nails it. Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen A Christmas Story. What? Yeah, never. That I'm really shocked by. I've seen Black Christmas, but I have not seen A Christmas Story. You made the right choice. Yeah, Yeah, I I think I did. I honestly think I did. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you you know, this... when you're talking about like adults at Christmas time, you know, cause Christmas is very much this, it's very much like a family holiday. Like I, I will until like my cousins and their kids get to a place where everyone just wants to do their own thing. Like I'm spending pretty much every Christmas or every holiday around this time of year with family. And there are times where it's like, I would love to like 
go to Scary Christmas at Joshua's and just be with like a chosen family, but I'm always with my blood relatives. And that's, that's great. Like, I love that. I love them. None of them listen to this, which is awesome. (laughs) But, but, you know, but at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, like it would be, you know, when you're an adult, like it's kind of these reminders of like, almost like you're trying to capture whatever magic that was when you were a child, or you're trying to, um, you're trying to make up for what, would have lacked when you were a child as well. So, mm. you know, that those ideas of Christmas um, as an adult are just, you know, kind of this idea of like adulthood in general. And it just really comes at this time of year. Mm. Plus it's also like cold and everyone. And then, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm single. So it's like, everyone's all booed up. And oh like, yeah, girl. You know, like I, I yeah. find myself redownling grinder around like, right. you know, around like Thanksgiving every Christmas year. Christmas warmth. A little Christmas warmth around some, somewhere. <laughs> Young David, did you 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 look like you speaking of had grinder, something to young say? David. I feel oh. like I've seen you responding to a few oh, things. I <laughs> I, I uh, don't like the holidays, but I love Christmas horror or like holiday horror, mainly because uh, I saw Black Christmas in the nineties. I was like, I was below ten. Were you born? <laughs> uh, yes, I was. Um, I think it was, it was. I think like ninety six or seven. So I was like five or six, and I saw Black Christmas because. I would just always go to Blockbuster, grab the best looking VHS on the horror in the horror <laughs> section, and then come home and watch them all. And that was one of them, and it was great. Um, and I watch it every Christmas now. David, thank you, thank you. Actually, you didn't know this, but thank you for actually bringing up Blockbuster. So Sam and I kind of had a little bit of a conversation on on the social meds regarding. Um, he posted this article, and then we kind of we wanted to kind of bring up that conversation here. So Sam, you can you can feel free to take it away. So you posted this article. Uh, yeah, it was about Quentin Tarantino talking about um, mm. what is what has changed, um, mm-hmm. or what we've really lo- not what has changed, but what we've really lost. So not just addressing like. Uh, the changes in in the way we consume media, but what but specifically exactly? like the, the disappearance of the of the video store, right, is well, what we're talking about. Yes, yeah, and uh, and that feeling. Um, and for me, my takeaway, the biggest thing, um, as somebody, I used to work in a video store. I mm-hmm. I love that feeling of being able to talk to the people around you about what it is that you're about to buy, or not buy, but rent, or um, just have a conversation. And I think that the community that surrounded that was one big loss. But the second thing, and maybe the most important thing, is just the commitment. To like, you go into the store, you pick it up, you read the box, you look at what the movie's about, you look at the art, and mm-hmm. it, and it draws you to something new that you might not look at, um, and then you bring it home, and because that's the thing you brought home, you're gonna watch it. I mean, maybe you rented like he says, you know, you rented three and you didn't watch all three, but mm-hmm. in general, you stick it out, and now um, most people, you know, turn something off in the first twenty minutes. And then you just end up looking for something else. Or you don't even end up watching anything because you spend all night scrolling through Netflix and you realize Netflix just has garbage unless it's their original content TV. And, you know, it, it just becomes um, so much less meaningful than the commitment that we gave to media before. Thoughts? Anyone else? No, I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree, too. <laughs> Yeah, I missed that. There, that was something like, especially for my family growing up, like that is one of the few, like horror. So for me, like horror is like the family tradition we have, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there was something cool about going and, you know, you look at it and everybody kind of know, but what about this one? You're trying to sell it to each other, you know? And because my, like, we're all, we're about six years apart in age, which I, I always say there's only like 
you need five years to be completely culturally like different. So like my youngest brother would be like, Oh, I really want to watch this. And then I'm like, no, 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 I want to watch this. And my mom, who's only 15 years older than I am, you know, would have a totally different perspective on like a horror film to watch. So I got to start dating guys my age. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just, yeah, there was something really cool about going and, you know, like hanging out and seeing all like the VHS tapes and all the covers. And yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Um, cause I'm totally uh, guilty of that where I'll start something and give it to, and you're like, I'm going to die one day. Like I'm going to, you know, if I've got 10,000 other things to choose from, let me find something I'm actually going to finish. But then you're right. You'd spend an hour, two hours, three hours watching 10 minutes of. <laughs> well, the, that brings me, I mean, I, I'm curious. Do you think that black Christmas passed the 20 minute test? Because I don't know that it does. I think it takes a little while to cook. I mean, it does have that moment where you can hear Margot Kidder say, you're a real gold plated whore mother. You know that, which is my favorite line in the film <laughs> needed yeah. on the t-shirt, but it, it does take a little bit. And I feel like, Sometimes, uh, you know, a film, a really great film takes its time building who we're watching. You know, I do wonder because like I think about the way The Exorcist starts out, you know, with this long prologue in like Iraq and, you know, the Middle Mm -hmm. East. So I wonder like, well, today would people keep watching it? I think Halloween. I I think the reason that like Black Christmas for people who are already fans of horror, especially stuff that came out of the 70s or 60s, 70s, is it it, it does slow build kind of like Halloween has that whole opening sequence, too. Mm -hmm. So I I really like that, like that part of it. But I think you're right. I, I am curious you know, if I like set, you know, my friend's teenage son in front of it and see how long it take him to get his phone, his out. phone out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I think if I had I stumbled across on Netflix, I, I would definitely be like, you know, the 20 minute test for sure. The Babadook was kind of like that for me a little yeah. bit. If I, if I didn't have to, I mean, you know, Annoying Kid Notwithstanding, if I didn't have to watch it for this show, then I probably would have skipped around a little bit. But I'm actually, but it's one of those films where, like, if you stuck through it, you're glad that you did because what ends up happening is, like, this, you know, this whole story kind of unfolds. Um, there uh, there are some films where, like, that where it's like, oh, I, well, I'm, I'm glad I kind of stuck through it because, but again, if you, going back to, like, the conversation about, like, the video store and this kind of, this area of media that we're living in, um, you know, you, you kind of lose out on that kind of commitment that, mm. that you have. I think that's what Tarantino says as well, too. You, you, you lose out on this commitment where you just, you have to, because you've, you made the trip, you have the membership. Now you, you also have to go return it eventually. And you have only such a little time to actually watch it. So, you know, you go and do it. I mean, I, I like rent movies, but I rent movies on like Apple, Apple movies where I have like a month to rent stuff mm. and or to, to watch stuff. But even then, you know, do I, it's, if it's for 99 cents, am I really going to watch it within the first like week of having the rental? But sometimes it can be more, I, I feel like it, the, the, the argument is that it, there's so much more it's accessible. Like you're, you know, renting on Apple, you can rent anything. But for me, sometimes it's more challenging to find the thing that I want. So like, uh, you know, with, with holiday horror, for example, I fucking live for holiday horror. But if I type in Christmas horror films, the same eight movies are going to top up on every list, every search. Are you going to know that P2 took place at horror? Are you going to know that uh, the Dorm that Drip Blood has to do with Christmas break? Those things don't necessarily come up. And I want all of it. You know, I feel like I'm still discovering those things where in something like a video store, when you get to know what's there, um, I don't know if you guys had this experience, you didn't, but the horror section of a video store for me was like a second home. I would spend hours going through the shelves. When I worked at um, Hollywood Video, I I went through all the DVDs and then I went through all the VHS or I started to work my way through it before they closed. But you know, it's, it's, it's that feeling of home. You didn't buy the whole uh, collection like Quentin Tarantino, 8,000 
uh, movies, he says here. What? Yeah, it says that uh, I'm not excited about streaming at all. I like something hard and tangible in my hand. Don't we all? Who doesn't? Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's the holidays. Uh, can't watch a movie on a laptop. I don't use Netflix, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I have the videos from Video Archives. They went out of business, and I bought their inventory, probably close to 8,000 tapes and DVDs. Uh, and I still tape movies off of television on video, so I keep my collection going. Okay, but the most ridiculous part of that interview is when Quentin Tarantino goes, well, I don't know about Netflix and how that works. It's like, okay, dude. Come on. I mean, you click the movie and it plays. Yeah. Right. That's true. It's we like, get it. It's like, come on, Grandpa. Film, but yeah. like, relax. Yeah, Tar- Tarantino, you know. It, Maybe his, they're just not playing enough Tarantino movies. His problematic, <laughs> all of the reasons why he's problematic notwithstanding, like mm. just Tarantino is that he's always that film person. He's that film person for film people, right? Yeah. He, and mm. like he will always have deep cuts. He'll always do, he'll always, there'll always be these references. I remember when Inglourious Bastards came out and I just, I like read up on like everything that was referenced on it and that added an extra texture to me. But at the same time, like I'm not a film person in that same way. So, you know, whatever. That's my well, that's my thing on Tarantino. Tying Tarantino into Black Christmas, the Black Christmas remake is one of his favorite films. So that's interesting. So what happens is at, at the New Bed, the theater that he, you know, owns, they, they always play a Black Christmas double feature. And some years they tack it on as a triple feature where they'll play Black X, like, well, it's, it's written as Black Xmas, but Black Christmas, the 2006 remake afterwards. And people loathe it. Um, the guys that always come out and introduce it say something like, well, and you guys know, you know, Quentin likes this movie. Or, you know, it's kind of like the ugly, you know, cousin or whatever of the original. They're apologizing for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but I live for it. Um, and it's it, fun. It's such a, it's a great, um, if you look at it from the standpoint of a modern modern day exploitation film. That's exactly what you get. This is not a scary film. This is not, this is just bonkers balls to the wall. What am I watching the entire time? Yeah, you're talking about the, the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and again, oh. context. It came out like right in the like Saw was huge, and we were doing yeah. the whole like the torture porn was just the thing, you know. So I went to see it when it opened. And neither, like, you know, in the theater. Andrea Martin saw it in the, the remake theater? too. Yeah, yeah. She night. plays Mrs. Mack, uh-huh. so she's like the. I think she's the only person that came back um, for it. But I'm not sure. Do you know if any of the other? I don't think anybody else. I think just Andrea Martin. She plays yeah. the house mother. I'm sorry. I'm looking at all the girls. I love Michelle Trachtenberg. Uh, yeah, I, I, I tolerated who? Lacey Chabert. Yes. Who's that? It's a very of the who's that of the 2000s. I do love you making excuses for this movie, though. I'm in. Like, do you like it? I do. Yes. I think it's great. Yeah. I just watched sorry, it the other night. This is the first time I've ever had a conversation go this no, way. It's great. Like, you're like, you know, and it does have a place. And it's like, yeah. hold on, what? Yeah. It's yeah. creepy and weird. And I love like the lighting, especially in the beginning. I mean, you know, all this. I don't know. I mean. We can talk about it. People should have seen it if they're uh, listening to this. But, you know, I mean, it's got uh, incest in it. Oh, it's yeah. got There's it. incest? <laughs> yeah. It's, got, uh, it's really, it's a, it's very different. I mean, they took the basic framework of, uh, of the original and, kind of, you know, because they twisted the story a little bit more and you play with it. Well, again, like I was saying earlier, the kind of the, the babysitter, you know, mm-hmm. that story of like, you know, the house calls are coming from inside the house. It kind of, I think, been way overplayed, especially by 2000. 2006. So they were just trying to find a way to. So they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, you I know, they kind of add a whole other 
element to it. If you like exposition, you will love this movie. (laughs) Because every five minutes, they flash back to it's some other piece of the movie that you didn't know you needed to know. And so it's like, and you are constantly living in other decades before this film. Again and again. I think eight times? Did we count? Oh, yeah. It's like eight or nine times. Guys, it's unbelievable. A lot of flashback. It's like you could split it. Sam, did you just clock me? Because I do love exposition. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love a black I love a black story. I love a backstory. I love a black story, and I love a backstory. Same. Yeah. Uh, I love the love the coloring of it because it's the same thing. It has all those like tropes that were part of like that that movement in horror at the time. But also, see, I do. I I really like it. <laughs> I love to just throw it on. The final girl on this. What's her name? She's also in uh, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane and uh, Mary Elizabeth. Mary Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Her performance. She can't fuck anything up. She just. Yeah, she's so really young. Is it the same premise too. though, like a young mother and sorority sisters and all that? Or it's sorority sisters for yeah. sure. Um, and they're they're all playing caricatures of the original. So yeah. it's just if you imagine like what it would be if they were like do it but wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what you get. It's amazing. Lacey Chabert is just she can't deliver a joke. Yes. It's like it's. I mean, I live <laughs> every moment. <laughs> yes, and like Lacey yes. Chabert is like the the current reigning like queen of of Hallmark she, holiday films, yes, right? So she is. <laughs> you know a, a royal engagement here she is exactly that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and like i guess super christian now because they're all like really christian films too she's done a bunch of christian yeah like, i think she's are. showing up for whoever pays i, I, <laughs> think, I think that's what's going on <laughs> those oh, fucking hallmark movies uh, a bride by christmas a fiance by christmas a baby by christmas <laughs> Horrific. (laughs) Joshua, the fact that you know titles, like... Because they show reruns of the Golden Girls. So it's all Golden Girls. It's Golden Girls for five hours a day. And then it's like coming up, home for the holidays. And then it's the Good Witch's Garden. The Good Witch's Christmas. The Good Witch's whatever. Joshua, you are never... I have you are never gayer than this very moment right now. Hey, the Golden Girls are awesome. I know Stay, the Golden Girls they are remain awesome, relevant. But still, the fact that you just kept it on and didn't change the channel, like no, oh, I changed the channel. Of course, <laughs> okay. I'm not watching these movies. I know. Yeah, all hey, of them. Give me all you of probably them. Probably own some of them. I do. There's a shelf right yeah. there. That's the made for TV Christmas movie section. <laughs> I think that is, I do. That is wonderful. Oh, Lord of mercy. So holiday okay. in handcuffs. If um, you want it. <laughs> To, to kind of like, because we have more like, uh, we have like another part of the conversation where we want to talk about like the holidays in general on like a personal level, but any like final thoughts on this particular film? I'll go first since it was my first time. Um, <laughs> this is, this film's joining like in my mind of the films that I've seen uh, and, you know, quote unquote, been forced to see this entire process. This film is joining, um, Silence of the Lambs, it's joining uh, Jennifer's Body, it's joining these films that I really like enjoyed and would put on and make it like part of a rotation of like seasonal viewing. So I I definitely would um, put this in there. And it, it has that element of like, you just have, it's one of those like you, I'm glad I stuck with it type films. So that's... You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. You've converted another. You're welcome. That warms my heart. Yes. Oh, you know, David. <laughs> yeah, I I love the movie. It's not my favorite Christmas horror movie, though. But oh. um, yeah, you're gonna have to talk about that in the next yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, conversation. We'll talk about it. Yeah, it's it's great because I watched it as a kid, and I have watched it every year since '95 or six. That's a long time. <laughs> And I will watch it again this year and... 
forevermore. I like it. <laughs> I'll know to buy you a unicorn then. Right. Yes. Yeah. A gla- glass yeah, unicorn a glass for him. Unicorn. Um, with a very long horn. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, anyways. I do, uh, of course, yeah, I love it. It's going to be shown at Scary Christmas this year, like it was last year and the year before that. So, you know, it'll stay a tradition in my house, um, especially when people come over who don't like <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, I don't know why anybody shows up to the house if they don't want to watch yeah. Christmas horror. <laughs> well, they come for the hot chocolate fused with cannabis wine, so that's it. <laughs> Fair. Um, I don't know what else I had to say about this film other than that it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So I might leave it at that other than um, Billy and the voice in the phone. I find um, a lot of maniacal killers to be just kind of boring in Mm -hmm. these movies once they're, um, you know, once we see who they are. But there's something so vulnerable and manic about him Mm -hmm. um, that he's constantly on edge. And I think that you never really know what he's capable of. And that's the terrifying part. Um, To me, there's something so scary um, in just who he is and the execution of that, that I will continue to watch this movie again and again. And still, I still jump every time, including last night when I watched it again in that closet scene when she has, when she gets wrapped in plastic. Yeah. It is not even a jump scare. And I think it is one of the scariest moments ever put on film. So Black Christmas is close to my heart. I love it. You know, it's funny. Sorry, I'm, we were wrapping up, but you reminded me that the movie doesn't really end neatly tied off. Absolutely. You know? not. And that's what even adds a greater, like, you know, mystique yeah. to the whole thing. Don't they smell anything? <laughs> well, <laughs> on day one, girl? Nah. Oh, yeah. It's, it all takes place in one day. And I always, it's cold I always in that attic. That. Yeah, it might as well yeah. be a it's freezer. A, this is like an, an area of, like, you know, area of geography that has like winter, so yeah. it's it's it'll I mean, be preserved for a while. They're bound to find her sooner or later. <laughs> they'll find her, but they'll all be dead, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that'll yeah. be the that'll be Sam's story. What happens? Yes, <laughs> uh, more right. men not not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excellent, wonderful. So you know, we the next part of the conversation is just you know as. We, the reason why we recorded an episode like this last year is because uh, Joshua is a big fan of viewing uh, viewing screening parties, and then you know he has a whole um, scary Christmas day of you know movies that he plays that are around Christmas, but not like you know claymation Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Right. Um, <laughs> I actually am making. I'm going to try and make plans to at least be there for Batman because I know Batman's early enough in the day that no one shows up, and I have my family's like. Actual Christmas, very Catholic Christmas. Like later, you have to actually make it before I open the doors, because it's Batman Returns. I watch Batman Returns every year before everything opens. As I'm cooking, like I'm getting everything together and everything, and I always watch Batman Returns. A kiss could be deadly if you mean it. That's right. That's right. But mistletoe is deadly if you mean it. I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I feel so much yes. easier. One, uh, one, and I mean, totally. One. Like, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer still to this day. To this you day. Know, oh, my gosh. If she asked, yes. Yes. <laughs> God, she's just she one asked, of the what? most gorgeous women <laughs> in the world. I still think she's beautiful. Sam, you know. Beautiful. You know. Those, uh, her and the, the 
um, Please, photos I, and stuff from the Orient Express. I'm like, God, she looks gorgeous. But yeah. anyway, so yes, Catwoman. Mich- yes, Michelle Pfeiffer. But you know, quite honestly, what makes the movie for me is the 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 interplay between uh, Christopher Walken and Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Like Oswald Cobblepot is my like. Yeah. I I looked at him. And I'm like, you are literally is that your grinder tag. Yes, Oswald Cobblepot <laughs> is my spirit animal. That's my grinder tag. It's you know, Oswald it's him. Cuddlepot. No. Cuddlepot. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. Uh, But yeah, like the whole like, you know, (laughs) screaming pinheads of Gotham. Like that's my like, that's the whole movie for me is is him. I do like his like mafia. (laughs) 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 Anyways. So, so we were saying share what? Uh, share like, you know, holiday traditions. Holidays, and maybe other recommendations for um, horror. Maybe, especially stuff that maybe not wouldn't come up. I like, I like what you said earlier. If you look it up, it might not be a movie that would pop up. Yeah. Like inside, I, I, inside I would probably put in rotate. I mean, again, I'm just, I would totally it was so it disturbing. A but scary it, Christmas. It, it totally put in a scary Christmas because it takes place on, uh, it takes place on Christmas Eve and yep. everything is kind of happening like right that in that in a particular time frame, uh, but you don't like really, you won't really, it's not really part of that. It's not like, you know, carolers show up and then the woman in black just like cuts all their heads <laughs> off or anything. So, <laughs> but David, you were, you were saying it's not your favorite Christmas movie. So black Christmas, not your Christmas. Christmas movie. Yeah. So I watch black Christmas and I also do uh, Christmas evil, which is my favorite one. Really? Yeah. I really like that movie. <laughs> Um, and also rare exports. Oh, yes, I love rare exports. Yeah, yeah. yeah I played that, that one. It's usually just those three because I usually watch Silent Night, Deadly Night throughout the year. <laughs> right. Any anything that is not horror related that you also consume for around the holiday time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have like how? What was your holidays like growing up? Uh. uh Pretty, pretty, yeah. We would always, I would always stock up on horror movies at Blockbuster before they closed for Christmas. Sometimes we'd watch The Shining. Um, Oh, The Shining's great at the holidays. I love snow. (laughs) And when they close at Christmas, you get it an extra day. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we did. (laughs) This is making Um, me miss that. So, like, you, so, like, no, like, Heat miser or cold miser, no like day without a Santa Claus. What are these words, guys? This is <laughs> not my like. I mean, I, I I'm looking at you like you're a unicorn, I know. and you're about to you know go between my eyes. Oh wow, that's interesting. That's fascinating that you that. Have you seen like any like actual like lovey dovey feely normie Christmas? Uh, I mean, normcore I, normie Christmas, Christmas. like normcore Christmas. I mean, I've seen a Christmas story. Uh, and I've seen the the bad ones at movie night for for the made a t- made for TV ones, <laughs> but that's about it. Okay, okay. That's Whenever nice. they uh they always tried to play those creepy animated ones at like school or at uh like after school stuff, mm-hmm. I would be the one to like not watch it. The only one still playing with like Legos or whatever. Right. Just not watching that trash. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that, so like I I like love I love Christmas movies. I love anything that takes place in a holiday context. I love I mean, you know, it's like 
Mrs. Santa Claus with Angela Lansbury, which is like a CBS made for TV movie where the music is awful. And, you know, why is and she's missing Mrs. Santa Claus? She's because she wants her own life. And, you know, oh, God forbid. God forbid Mrs. Santa Claus gets her own own identity. I have seen one. The T- Santa Claus, the one with oh, with Tim the E at the end, T- oh. uh, yeah, <laughs> with Tim Allen. Yes, David, yes. I am going to kidnap you <laughs> and take you through my entire shelf. I mean, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, again, you're a Clockwork Orange style viewing of all things Christmas. Is probably oh no, in your I'll future. totally watch them, but I will make fun of them throughout most of it. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. You probably would too, right? Yeah, so. I mean, I think yeah. it, it's funny because I think that there's this. I don't draw a line between loving something and being able to make fun of it. Oh, I yeah. think that, you know, sometimes it's, it, and especially when it's both something like Silent Night, Deadly Night, for example, part two, the yeah, first, oh. you, part two, it's, oh. it's so laughable, but I love it. Oh yeah. I live for it. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. It's just, I just, I don't really like them personally. Okay. But fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like jingle all the way because I love, you know, so so of our so of the time uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, um, and the kid who would grow up to be Anakin Skywalker, you know that little kid. Um, oh yeah. And then like in recent years, like the Family Stone and that one movie that came out last year where Danny Glover and his all his kids coming back for for the holidays, like you know all of that stuff. And then I, I just I don't know I just love those types of movies. Um, Elf mm-hmm. and Love Actually are mandatory viewing of the year as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing more horrifying than, you know, discovering that your husband is, <laughs> husband's cheating on, cheating on you with his secretary because he didn't get, didn't give you the gift, apparently. He got you Joni Mitchell instead. You know, Love Actually, you gotta love it. <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking Do you, about. You've never seen it either. No. I've never seen it either. Oh, <laughs> Sam and I. What was it? Love it's, actually. <laughs> I can't believe you're writing and this I'll down, write it down on this pad of paper. Like, L- like you don't know what it is. Emma Thompson, no, I have no idea. Alan Rickman. I mean, I feel like I've heard the I've name, heard but, it, I'm just, but I'm just just to remind it. myself to look it up. Love I'll actually forget. is the first movie I ever saw in theaters twice in one day. Oh, wow. I left and I went and got a friend, and I was like, "We need to watch this," and we went back and I bought another ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it for the first time a few years ago, and then ever since then it's been like mandatory. And nobody gets murdered in it. Unfortunately, people are dead. Oh, I'm, just mean, ma- I'm just checking. Like, all right, Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, um, like, it, no, like Hugh it's Grant. Just, the, I have not seen it. The first dialogues <laughs> about the first di- dialogues about 9/11, which automatically is the best. I'm going to reenact the whole thing. I Whoa. want, I want the podcast spinoff where he takes you right. through yes. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Let's hey, let's do it. I'm for it. It'd be really fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. It'd be Yule School. That's can, what it'll be. Hey, <laughs> I do want to Yule School. Yule oh School. God. I can come in as a guest Joel. for that too because I also love Christmas movies. Yes. So give us your give us your mandatory That's viewing. You That's not horror related. Okay, they're a little bit um because obviously so I watch everything. I love, I do love like Rudolph. I love, you know, the classics. So mm. I don't need to explain that. Um, I will mention a couple made for TV films that I love. Um, the Christmas list. Um, it stars, uh, what's the mom from ginger snaps. Um, I didn't see this one. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I've heard. I think I've heard of this. So Christmas List is like it was like one of the first made TV um, fa- uh, Family Channel movies, and it's a woman who is just like kind of lost everything, and she makes a list and she drops it in you know the mall Santa thing, and everything on her list starts coming true. And of course, we've seen this time and again in everything that's happened since. But um, something about the way it's executed. I think it's brilliant. And also, um, it made me as a kid, like I started doing the same thing. Of course it didn't happen for me <laughs> the way that it happened for her. Um, I also so recommend sorry. Christmas every day. The first one, not the two remakes. Jay Moore just didn't really pull it off. Um, but it's, uh, from 1995 and it's groundhog's day, but it's Christmas. And this kid is just such a little shit. And he was like one of my first childhood crushes. Um, and so it's just, um, I recommend as far as made for TV, good. Okay. Made for TV, bad holiday and handcuffs. If you want to see yeah. Melissa yeah, Joan a, Hart, that's a good one. And her Melissa Joan guy. Hart. Yes. That's a good one. And, uh, she, she kidnaps Mario Lopez and in what is not construed as sexual assault, you know, makes him be her boyfriend the whole weekend in a really weird, twisted way. He and then falls they fall for in her because the, sp- the spirit of the holidays. Right? Uh, it's insane. It is a bonkers Holiday film. Um, I also, I, uh, I, so that's for me the kind of the, oh, I'm sorry. I'm leaving out the biggest one. Uh, Snow Globe, Globe. the series. So what we have is Christina (laughs) Milian. They turned it into a series? Well, I mean, it's not a series because they're not actually technically sequels to each other, but I consider them sequels. They're both both called, there's Snow Globe and a Snow Globe Christmas. So let me put you in this movie. Christina Milian. (laughs) Set the scene. Set it. Christina Milian is just like, High powered has everything going for her, but has to learn not to be <laughs> in this like really sexist twist gets ends up in a snow globe where like everybody is like perfect and Christmassy. And of course there's no religion because that's the real meaning of Christmas. And, uh, and so she gets there and she falls in love with like somebody who's fake, but like, you know, and it's all about like her kind of coming to terms with who she is in Christmas and, um, whether or not she wants to be a high powered exec. What's interesting about the sequel, which is bonkers and why I love it. Snow globe, uh, Snow Globe Christmas is not at all connected. It was just somebody took Christina Milian and they made her a side character in this other Christmas story where she gets hit in the head with a snow globe and ends up inside of it in this world. Um, but Christina Milian shows up dressed as like a cop and like cleaning the streets. And she's always here to give those, you know, words of wisdom. And it's <laughs> it's just so... It's super weird, but what I love about it is it's one of those movies where it starts off on set of a film, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. the, the cast and crew. So I like movies within movies. Anyways, Snow Globe. Snow Christina Globe. Milian. Okay. Wow. Um, Christina Milian, did, was she just in that Rocky Horror? She was. Is that her? She was She was Magenta. Magenta. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And just, if you're listening. Because I was and, imagining that person. If you don't know who Christina Milian is, she did Dip It Low. Bring, bring, yes. <laughs> dip It Low. Bring It Up Slow. <laughs> move It All Around. Something like your back broke. Okay, that's my favorite lyric of all time of the of early all time. So all, <laughs> oh, all of the time. All time. We've got a lot of all times tonight. You know what? My, uh, you know that of that time period. That comes a close second to Ruben Stuttered's "Sorry 2004," okay, <laughs> which I know all the words to, and one day I will sing for you all. Um, bad Christmas, like made-for-TV movies. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say it right now, and you can come for me if you want. The Christmas shoes, just because, like, garbage. The pre- the <laughs> The premise, uh, the premise is that this kid basically is going to buy shoes that will make his mom look pretty because she's about to meet Jesus on Christmas Day, or like it's. See, also the fact that 
all Christmas movies take place on Christmas Eve and not really on Christmas. It's all in anticipation of Christmas Day and then it all gets wrapped up on the 25th. That's always kind of bothered me because I want something to like take place on Christmas Day or like the day after or before, but not necessarily like majority of the action coming on Christmas Eve. <laughs> but anyway, Christmas shoes. Um, there was like this awful one with Roma Downey and um, Will Truman or Eric McCormick, um, <laughs> where basically he hires her family to basically Christmas his life. And Hector Elizondo plays like an angel slash his boss, and he needs to get like a promotion. And then they fall in love. I mean, as always. And then there was one where he Jenny. And the boss? Uh, uh, well, no, the Roma Downey. And, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, and this was at the height of like Roma Downey's power oh, as yes. like you know touched by an angel and then finally there's sadistic one angel yes sadistic angel <laughs> and there's one where um jenny mccarthy plays the daughter of santa claus so and she's like trying to take over the family business have you seen christmas cupid i think you'd like it i christmas probably would cupid. <laughs> yeah um Blending. ashley benson from pretty little liars plays like a dead she's like a ghost that haunts um, the lead who's the lead you don't know um, and uh, <laughs> but like Chad Michael Murray's the love interest and anyways it's like I feel like would, I would love it I think you dig you it. just said I you just said Chad Michael Murray so like I'm yeah. pretty I'm pretty all in and then finally lastly um, any anyone have a particular incarnation of the Christmas Carol that you like that over like the classic storytelling because the ones I always the ones I always go to is a Divas Christmas Carol with uh, Vanessa Williams as Ebony Scrooge and <laughs> and like T Boz basically plays like Marley Jacobs coming back to tell her like girl you, she died in like a car accident the Christmas before and it's like girl you need to get your life together look at me I'm all blah 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 and it ends with the best re- rendition of Sleigh Ride ever with uh, Vanessa Williams but anyone no uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol ah, is my favorite it's okay. like twenty minutes long and it's perfect also Christmas Cupid is a play on Christmas Carol also it's Christina Milian duh right <laughs> isn't she in that too anyways she, yes you, uh, yes she is yeah so one. sorry uh, so those two would okay be... I don't have one you don't yeah you would have one and Joshua <laughs> yeah no. I don't really have one of a Christmas Carol I like you know yeah. I mean the book I guess <laughs> <laughs> I mean like the original like oh, of the original storytelling I do have one. Oh, tell me. The DuckTales one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are, is that DuckTales Christmas Carol? Or it's the, it's when Scrooge is... That's Mickey's Christmas Carol. We have the oh, same oh, one. Okay. <laughs> Aww, oh, okay. Aw, that's so sweet. Uh, I do Holly's like takes on it, though. I like the Roseanne Halloween one, where it's like hollow, the ghosts of like Halloween, and they, she... You know, they take Roseanne to see the horrible, like, you know, other dimensions, mm-hmm. of, you know, of her life, what what it could look like. But no, um, I'd want to say I feel like Scrooge is probably mm-hmm. funny. No, Scrooge is up there. <laughs> it might be funny. But, you know, like, but no, I, I don't have like a favorite incarnation of the movie. I did um, want to say that... Uh, you know, I don't necessarily like hate the holidays. I don't want to give too much of that impression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it was just one of those things like, well, I mean like for someone who hates the holidays, you celebrate them every year. No, I do. So, well, because know. I remade them in my, cause I didn't for years. Yeah. Cause like, you know, especially growing up like the eighties and nineties, like Matt, like commercialism, like, I mean, obviously we're really at the height of that now, but like growing up, it was really awful, especially to grow up dirt freaking poor, you know? Mm. So the Christmas was just a reminder yeah, of that every year. Then like, Family doesn't matter. It's how much money you can spend because our relatives were all rich. And so it was always like, oh, we spend all this money on our kids and because we love them. It's like, you know, so I just always had this like 
you know, so as soon as I turned 18 and got out of the house, like I didn't celebrate Christmas for a long time. And then I remade it in this horrific image, you know, (laughs) you know, so doing scary Christmas every year, especially opening up because for years I've done this, but by myself, just hanging out on Christmas Eve, Christmas day. Usually you can find somebody to go drink with on Christmas day, like friends wise, you know, but so I don't know. I just kind of wanted to... (laughs) To I want people to think like, ah, I hate the holidays. Because obviously, yeah, I yeah, wouldn't you're celebrate. Not, I, mean, I wouldn't do anything. What if, are like, the ghosts of your Christmas going to come back to you? It's right. Like your ghosts of yeah. Christmas past, present, and future. <laughs> right. And there's all these like um, amazing times I guess I could have spent with horrible racist family that I missed out on. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> But no, doing it this way and, 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 and having scary, you know, this, I don't know. And it's fun. And, you know, we watch cool stuff like Gremlins. I freaking love Gremlins. It's a great movie, you know, and we watch it at the holidays. Krampus is wonderful. The whole family ends up together at the end, <laughs> you know. Not wrong. <laughs> Which also has one I'm of the best. I'm assuming that's in the grave. <laughs> they all did the... It's kind of like America, the first season of American Horror Story. All, oh, it all ends happy okay. for them, you know. They're, they're <laughs> okay. so happy at the end together. There, it's lovely. Uh, but Krampus, I love that the beginning. That is like that's exactly why I'm like I love that movie so much. With everybody like mowing each other down to like it's the most wonderful time of the year. Brilliant. It's just perfect. So, but it, so yeah, I don't have anything to contribute to like other. I was trying to think. I really was like, is there anything Christmassy that I like? I might have to come over and then you related. show me one and then I'll show you one of mine and I will yeah. borrow my friend's copy of Mrs. Santa Claus and I'll make you watch Angela Lansbury shuffle through <laughs> shuffle through a hey, made for TV movie musical. I I dig Angela Lansbury, so bring it on. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun, you know. I love that Sweeney Todd, you know. Yes. And a murder she done sat down and wrote. Yes. Oh, yes. On the way up here. <laughs> Joshua was in charge of the of, of the um, the tunes and anything we listened to. I lost mm. my I lost my cable, so he used his. And basically we watched um, we listened to RuPaul interviewing LeVar Burton. And the first thing, of course, is his uh, cameo appearance on uh, Murder She Done Sat Down and Wrote, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Among other things. But all the things he's done, and that's what they focused on. I do uh, like that you... So I just want to say, I like Angela Lansbury. What's that? Did, uh, I do like that you made your own traditions. Yeah. I think that's like the way to make Christmas good again. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I look forward to... The, the Scary Christmas has become one of my like favorite parties to have, because mm-hmm. it's just... We just hang around all day, and we don't have to do anything. You know, we're just watching some awesome movies. And I've toned it down over the years. Like, we, I don't make people watch, like, Inside... Which <laughs> I would have watched like, in the past, you know, like, yeah. you know, so I make it a little easier for people to come over and watch Krampus and, you know, old Twilight Zone episodes and the Adams Family Christmas. That's great from the original like 60s series. So it works. X-Files. That's a great episode with the Christmas ghosts. Uh, Lily Tomlin. And um, I always want to say Ed Asner, but that's not who it is. Anyways, that's a great, great uh, Christmas episode. So, but yeah, I, it was important for me once I got out, you know, of that. House to like redefine it, so it's always a good time, you know. And if nothing else, we get drunk on hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> okay, so yay, holiday horror. Um, wanted to talk real quick. Coming up, uh, horrible imaginings. 
because yes. we did want to, pl- you know, you're, you know, you're, you're out there making moves. <laughs> yeah. Talk things. about, talk about the, your, your short that's going to be part of it. Yeah. I made a short called Santa land and it, uh, we filmed it at an, uh, at, at the time a closed down Christmas theme park that is now reopened Santa's village, which is in Lake Arrowhead. Um, but it had been years since people had been inside of it. And so we, uh, it's a, it's a film about a couple of boys making out outside of a closed down, you know, Christmas park and a killer Santa comes after him, chases him down into the park gory fun ensues so it's it's a good time and um yeah it's at horrible imaginings which is in san diego so if you're in that area it's at 7 30 december 15th awesome yes. very cool i i'm i'm going to definitely try to make that i was on trying to like find their tickets <laughs> online but and we encourage you we'll put the link up uh and make sure that we we put that up there and you know santa land is one of the shorts that sam had mentioned last time he was here mm-hmm. that he has a lot of like really cool holiday themed uh, theme short. So um, we, instead of putting the link up for you to watch it, you should go to Horrible Imaginings and then we'll, you know, we'll yeah. look into that. And of course, samweinman.com. Yeah. yeah. Are you still, so you put up a couple shorts. So actually, yeah, I put up a couple and I stopped because I, people were still asking for a Santa Land at festivals. It played two more since we last talked. It played Capel oh, wow. in LA and then now it's going to be at Horrible Imaginings. And I backed off of that. And then actually there's been some interest in one of the other ones that I was going to post. So now I'm holding off on that. Okay. Um, Cause that could be a feature. So I'm going to hang tight. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm putting what I can when I can. And, um, but you can see what's there at samwyman.com and some more things will be popping up yeah. soon. I have a Furby new year's film that I'm never sending to film festivals. That's the one I'm the most looking forward to dropping It's Oh, David, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie I about, see it. it's, it's called Furbots. It's about sentient Furbies who, uh, in the year 2000, you mean they're not sentient? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's it's They're set creeping. on New Year's Eve in the year 2000, and they have to, you know, they try and get this guy. It, it basically, in the in the, the NSA outlawed Furbies in 99, and because they were afraid that they would record things, or there was a fear that it could be a recording device, so it's playing on that. Anyways, it's bonkers. It's maybe the weirdest thing I've ever made. That's definitely going online this month, because I want to celebrate the new year um, with something, you know, something as crazy as elves, so... Oh my gosh, well, I'm totally looking forward to watching that. Cool. <laughs> so you can that do that on awesome. samwyman.com. That's well, you know, I don't celebrate New Year's, so that'll be the perfect thing to do. Like, you know, let's let's watch this. Yes. That'll be how we celebrate. Yes. We'll, we'll watch your movie. So make sure it gets up by the 31st. We'll do. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? David? David? Nope. I love that both of you are wearing Fright School t-shirts, by the way. That's Yay. so awesome. We're repping. <laughs> we have to take pictures. Rapid, rapid. <laughs> I have a Krampus shirt Jeff bought me last year. I have not worn it until today because I was saving it to wear it for um, the day for Scary Christmas, but I bought um, a gremlin sweater from Middle of Beyond. Yes. You know, they have, oh, they have such awesome stuff. They had a big That's where sale. we got that shining carpet. Yes. I, I wanted to mention that earlier because uh, that is so badass, y'all. But uh, so plug Middle of Beyond real quick. Um, they make incredible like Christmas sweaters. So I thought, well, today I'll wear that again in the holidays spirit. Um, or at least the, uh, you know, uh, Krampus spirit. Beat your, <laughs> beat your children and take them to hell. <laughs> spirit. Uh, yes, exactly. Any other thoughts, young David? None from me. Joe? Happy holidays. You know, <laughs> scary Christmas, Joshua, and a happy new queer. <laughs> right. Yeah, there yes. we go. Thank you, Sam, again for joining us. Uh, thank you, young David. And thank you, Joe, for uh, another fun year of... <laughs> Letting me torture you. <laughs> yes. 
we, again, we'll, we did a baseline. So, you know, around right. around Halloween next year, we'll see, right, we'll if, see. Uh, how the descent into madness is going. See if you've signed up for a therapist yet. And to you, uh, listener, thank you for listening to another uh, bizarre year of this. And uh, we do hope that you have a wonderful ghoul tide and a happy new year. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. Listening to the Geekscape Network. 